everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Therapy. This is Let's Talk Therapy with me, Rosemary Burns. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Today, today we're going to wing it because I actually left my notes at home, and it's been a week. It's been a very busy week um, trying to get prepared to go back to school, for my daughter to go back to school, and, you know, just the whole going back to school um, I don't know, preparations, I don't know a better way to say it, but a shout out to all educators, teachers, faculty, staff, and students. Um, I wish you all to have a wonderful year, whether you're um, meeting in person or virtually or mixed, blended, whatever it is, I hope everybody has a wonderful year. Um, Really unprecedented circumstances, and we have some of the best, best teachers and administrators, um, I think, in the world. Um, bias, but that's okay. Um, so I just hope everybody has has a great, great first day. Um, I know some people have started maybe last week, um, but I know for my kiddo, she started, started high school today, so I'm super excited for her. Um, okay, so let's get to it. I had said last, oh, I want, also want to thank Lisa Lackey-Done, who was my guest last last episode, um, and she came to talk about the TRN. Um, please, please share, uh, you know, share with people, let people know that the TRN is out there. It's a wonderful resource um, and wonderful outreach for our state and even neighboring states if, um, if it's required. Um, so thank you again to Lisa. Um, she's a wonderful person. And so with that being said, um, this week's episode is continuing the relationship series. Um, off the top of my head, since again I don't have my notes in front of me, I don't remember what the last one, the last episode was about. Um, and you know, sometimes that happens when you get totally preoccupied with what's going on in, in the present, um, with trying to prepare for stuff and and change up schedules and all that kind of stuff. Um, so if, once I get into it, I bet I'll remember what it was, <laughs> but, um, I know this week is supposed to be about, oh, I remember, see, there you go. I believe it was controlling. Last time was about the controlling people in controlling relationships. Well, this week is supposed to be about the mooch and I can't, I don't know if that existed prior to me coming. I don't know that I came up with that term. Uh, it kind of has a little bit, and I am part Italian, so, you know, uh, I'm trying to be culturally sensitive. Um, so it has kind of, I, I learned that term when I was growing up from family, um, from the Italian side of my family. So um, the mooch is, is basically the, the adult child who still lives at home with the parents and and let me distinguish because this this is important there definitely are um cultural differences um you know we want to be aware of that that there sometimes there are multi-generational families that live together and and that is not what i'm talking about here um because usually in that case every member of the family is contributing to the household so there may be grandparents um or maybe the grandparents need to be taken care of medically or something like that 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 is not what i'm talking about here um that to absolutely makes sense um like i said there's 
definitely um, happens in different cultures. Um, and so I don't want anybody to think that I'm being insensitive or, um, you know, being offensive to, to any group of people because that's not the intent at all. Um, so keep that in mind. When I talk about the mooch, what that means is is adult child um, living with their parents that basically just kind of sits there and doesn't do anything. You know, everything is done for them. Uh, they don't have to pay rent. They don't um, do chores. They essentially, they kind of just sit around and maybe watch TV or maybe play video games or something, but they're not really contributing to the household. That's what a mooch is. Um, and it, it does not necessarily have to be... Um, the, the, like somebody living in a house, um, we can have friends who are mooches. Um, so let's get into it and talk a little bit more in, in depth about that. Let's talk about this. So again, dif there is a difference between somebody who has a legitimate medical issue, um, even mental health issue that cannot live on their own. There's a difference between that and somebody who maybe does have some mental health symptoms um, maybe they have been diagnosed with something but that that whatever issue it is is treatable and and this person can function out in society on their own and become a contributing member of, uh, of society and so yeah I guess when I picture a mooch and again it, it's kind of think stereotypical I just think some like lazy bones laying on a couch flipping the channels or playing video games all the time um, and again, I picture the parents just, you know, picking up after that person, doing their laundry. Um, you know, they don't pay any of their own bills. Um, you know, they, they would, if they actually get out and go do something, you know, they would ask for gas money or money for food or, or, or whatever. That's, that's my picture of a mooch. Um, and so... What do you do with something like that? Because, again, this relationship series is all about toxic relationships. That's a toxic relationship. Very often, well, maybe very often is not the right way to say it, but there, have de there has definitely been times where um, a, there, you work with the parents or the family that they're just like, we have no idea what to do. And, and they feel terrible. Like, they don't want to just be like, okay, get out of my house. Um, Although some actually end up resorting to that in, in the end. Um, but, you know, they're just kind of, they're at a loss. They don't know what to do. And so when I see people like this, you know, a mooch usually is not born. <laughs> they um, develop into this and it could stem from all kinds of different things. Um, it could be maybe there was a trauma and again, like I said, they're, they're experiencing symptoms. Maybe I've definitely had um, occurrences where a trauma has occurred and they're afraid to go outside or, or we'll say like drive or something like that because maybe they were in a car accident. Um, that, that I've come across that in my career. Um, and then maybe, here's another example, uh, maybe somebody lost their job and, you know, Sometimes that could be a, a real trauma. That can be really hard for somebody to have to, um, you know, accept, you know, and then add to it if they lost their job, maybe they experienced some symptoms of depression or anxiety about going to an interview or something like that. So 
where I am not trying to minimize or um, invalidate their feelings and their thoughts. Um, these are things that can be worked on. And that's, again, where therapy comes in. So if you're experiencing somebody who, again, maybe a better way to say it is they seem, they seem like they're just lazy and not contributing or anything like that, when maybe there's actually an underlying issue going on, seek out a therapy, a therapy, <laughs> the seek out a therapist. Um, like I said, the, the family can look and you can do family therapy. And I would recommend that because I think when you have the, all the dynamics that um, come into play in a family, um, you need to get all these people's, all of the people in the family, all their perspectives on what's going on and can really be helpful and um, important in a therapy setting. Um, so family, definitely have the person who is the mooch come in to the therapy session because they're really, ultimately, if there's underlying issues, who you want to work with. Um, but family systems, in this kind of case, family systems are very complex and you know, you you end up working with more than just one person um, in the family, and I know it kind of sounds convoluted and kind of all over the place, but it but it is true. Um, and so, therapy can really help kind of put put your finger on what's going on. It, where's their enabling? If you don't know what enabling is, that basically means um, there's a maladaptive behavior of some sort sometimes it's uh, you know addictive behaviors sometimes it's not it could just be something that um, is dysfunctional but then there is somebody else who kind of helps per make that um, behavior persist um, so a good example in a mooch situation is when the adult child asks for money the parent who keeps giving the money you know that that's enabling um, or the, let's see, so maybe if, maybe the adult child is sitting on the couch, maybe ate lunch and left their plate um, on the table. And so somebody comes along and cleans up after them. That's enabling behavior, enabling that behavior to continue. So again, what therapy can do and why it's so important to, um, to check out you know, therapy, listen to the therapy 101s, um, that kind of thing, is because you can, your therapist can help walk you through how to change these behaviors. With, again, keeping in mind, is there underlying issues that need to be worked through? So what if there is a trauma and the mooch is um, afraid to drive, to go to interviews or something like that? Well, that can be worked on and that can be, worked through and, you know, get to a point where it is not dysfunctional anymore. And then that helps solve the moochiness. Um, so that's, you know, just one kind of basic example of how therapy can help um, in a mooch situation. Um, so that's family mooching. Um, and so some, you know, just some things to think about in your own family. I don't know, maybe that maybe you have a mooch, maybe not. Another way that there's the potential for mooching 
is between friends. So think about if you have a friend, a close friend, maybe not so close of a friend. Um, you never know. But the person who constantly is the one who has to ask to borrow money or, you know, hey, can you pick up, you know, lunch this time? Or um, maybe they're just a time mooch. That's somebody who um, just always tries to suck your time away. Like they always want you to hang out with them and they don't. And this is different than controlling, though. Um, like maybe uh, I'm trying to give you a good example of a time mooch. Uh, maybe you went to lunch with a friend and somehow they talk you into where you only wanted to go to lunch with them for like an hour um, they talk you into doing more and more of the afternoon um, when you really didn't necessarily want to. And I'm not trying to say it in a mean way, but it again, patterns of behavior. Every once in a while, that's not a mooch. Um, but it's the ones who constantly, constantly like, oh, yeah, we'll go to lunch, but I'm still going to be with you four hours later. Um, yeah, that's the time mooch. Um, but then, like I said, the, the friends who might always ask for you to pick up the tab or you to borrow money, that kind of thing. And really when it comes down to that is um, setting limits and boundaries, you know, um, being able to say, no, you know, I, I can't spare five bucks for you today, um, you know, or maybe... Before you go to lunch, make sure the other person, you know, can actually pay for their own way. And that's hard because because what if they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then you show up to the restaurant and all of a sudden like, oh, no, can you get it? That, that I think, would irritate people. Um, in my opinion, that would irritate me. Um, so how do you handle situations like that? Because they're difficult. Relationships, relationships have complexities. So, you know, when you have learning good limits and boundaries, when you have the friend who's a mooch, because, you know, I'm not saying you don't love your friends, you love your friends, you care, care about them, you don't want to seem selfish. Um, you, there's all kinds of things you can do to talk yourself into giving into the mooch. Um, but really what it comes down to, if you're really tired of that mooch friend, then set good limits and boundaries. And sometimes it really sucks to be the one who has good limits and boundaries because it makes sometimes it, at least in my perspective, and maybe this is a good little like insight to my personality is sometimes it just makes you feel like you're the bad guy, like you're the mean one. And I think I've said that in a previous podcast um, because I talk about limits and boundaries quite a bit. Um, and when you have good limits and boundaries, it is, it you know, it's not hard to set them, but sometimes you come off looking like you're mean. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to be the mean one when you're not really being mean. You're just having healthy limits and boundaries. Um, and that's, again, something that can be learned in therapy um, because it takes practice. Um, you learn the skill in therapy, and hopefully your therapist would give you homework to practice it. Um, and so when you actually start doing that kind of stuff, then hopefully your friend will kind of learn a different way to, to not a different way. Um, we'll learn that you're not always going to, to pay for them. Um, and again, some people, their 
fine with always paying for a friend. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Again, different, different, excuse me, individual differences. Um, so, you know, it, it all just depends on your personality. And just because you might be the person who kind of gets sick of always paying all the time, that doesn't mean you're a bad person or, or you're selfish or you're just, you know, a stickler or, again, or mean. It doesn't mean, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just who you, you know, part of your personality and that's okay. So again, if you are experiencing the mooch, I just like to say, I don't know, something about the way you say it. It sounds to me, and I can say this again because I'm Italian, uh, sounds very Italian to me, the mooch. I don't know. I just, um, I just think that's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, I think if you're experiencing this, um, especially the family system where somebody is not contributing themselves, uh, I'm sorry, not contributing to a household and they're an adult child with, again, no underlying issues going on, um, something to look at, and therapy can help with that. And I think that's the important takeaway um, for this kind of relationship because, it's, you know, it's hard. Um, I can't imagine, you all know, I have a 15-year-old, so she's still a minor. She is still in my house, of course, um, and not, she's not, I think, in Arkansas, she's still not even old enough to have a job yet. Aside from, like, babysitting and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I can't imagine having to come to the point where I might have to say, well, you know what, that's it. You're out. Now, we have definitely had the conversations of, look, when you get old, old, <laughs> when you get older, when you're an adult, we expect you to contribute to this household. Um, you know, she has chores and all that kind of stuff that is age appropriate. But, I mean, I would say monetarily wise. Um you know, you're not going to sit here on your butt and not contribute um, in some way to your to your livelihood, whether it's looking for jobs or um, creating a business or whatever. That's all important to not be a mooch. And as I said before, therapy can help tease that all out in a very constructive way. I know uh, the way I'm talking about it is kind of, on the edge of funny a little bit um, because I just like the name the mooch. Um, I, I can have personal preferences. It's okay. But it's, you know, just kind of fun. Um, but it can be worked through and it can um, make it easier to tease that out in a productive way to help the family system get stronger. Um, and so, like I said, I wish for everybody, if you're experiencing that, to seek out therapy and get the help that you need um, or that you can use to try and help change the family dynamic. And when one part of a family dynamic or family system changes, it affects everybody else in that family system. So you can do a whole lot of really good work um, when you start to move one piece of, of the family puzzle. I guess that's a good way to say it. Um, so, uh, thank you so much for listening today. Um, again, I wish everybody a wonderful school year. Um, next episode, unless we have a surprise guest again, the next episode will be another relationship series. Um, and I honestly, since again, I don't have my notes in front of me, I don't know which one it is. 
Um, so it will be a surprise. So, of course, tune in. Remember, go to the um, Facebook page. Um, when you search for Let's Talk Therapy, make sure you search for Let's Let's Talk Therapy podcast or it won't come up. So please visit. Um, I'd love to, um, you know, n uh, learn about your comments and your opinions of the show the show, <laughs> uh, the podcast, I don't know, it just sounds right to, to call it a show. Um, but yeah, I would love to read your comments. Um, if you're interested in any topics that you'd like me to cover, um, anything like that, please post and, and I will definitely take it into consideration. Um, I wish you all the best and thank you so much for listening.